The following audio is from Story City Church in Burbank, California. Thank you for listening. For more information on Story City, you can find us online at storycitychurch.com or on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Story City Church. Well, my name is Jared. I get to serve as one of your pastors here at Story City Church, and I couldn't be more excited. Um, It's just, it's such a privilege. I love this church. I'm so thankful for you all here. Uh, it's been a joy. I've gotten to know some of you guys. Um, it's it's been a blast. We have we have uh, we have a lot of very fun people in this church, which makes it which makes it really cool. Uh, today is a little bit of a different Sunday for us. In case you didn't notice, um, we are going to actually instead of having a sermon today, we're going to have a family business meeting. And so, uh, if you're new here today and you're coming and you're like, "Great, this is the Sunday I picked," just think it could have been on tithing, right? So, congratulations, you missed that one. <laughs> Either way, you know what, though? I think it's a great chance to kind of come and, and just see what, what the heart behind the church is right now and where we're going and what's going on. Um, the reason we're doing this is because the elders asked me to give an update since I was hired February 1st and all the things that are going on. And uh, it's not like, hey, Jared, you better get up there and tell them what's happening. It's like, hey, there's so much going on that a lot of people aren't really aware of. Would you mind just kind of sharing all the things that have happened uh, over the last little bit of time? And so... I'm, I'm excited to do that, uh, to tell you there's so much more than I will be able to share right now, but at least if you get an idea of some of the things that we are going through, that will, that will help you understand the things that are happening. And so I'd like to start with our building. For those of you who don't know, we have what we call a ministry center at 320 East Angelino Avenue in Burbank. And uh, we've, we've uh, owned it for a while, I believe 2019. But we've never met there because uh, the building was in quite a state of disrepair and uh, Colony Theater worked out better for us at that time. Well, a couple of things have happened. Obviously, COVID, uh, Colony Theater is uh, not owned by us. It's owned by the city. And so it will be some time before the Colony Theater is opened back up. And so that left us with what, what are we going to do? How are we going to continue to be faithful with what God has given us? And so looking at the, uh, the cost to be in the park every week and the cost to be in Colony Theater and the fact that we own a building, it had always been a, um, in the back of our minds, what would it be like if we were to go back there? But there was something that happened recently that kicked that off, and that was a flood. We had a flood at 320 East Angelino. And um, while that's not normally a good thing for us, we said, well, while everything has to be ripped out anyway, why don't we see what it would be like to actually come back into this building as a whole? And so after much prayer, thought, conversations, the staff and the elders actually believe that it is the best option for us, at least for a season, for a long season, to be back into the East Angelino property. And so um, we hope, as the elders talked about just recently, we hope that we will always have three options moving forward. That will be an in-person, indoors service. At the same time, we'll have an in-person, outdoor service. And so we're making uh, arrangements to the facility for that. And then an uh, online service. And so you'll always have three ways to participate here at Story City Church. And those are the things that we're working towards. Now, here's the deal. We are working hard to try to get the building ready for us to move in, which is the week after Easter. Um, I'm laughing because you haven't seen the inside of the building at this moment. We believe in a God of miracles. So uh, there is that, which is good. Um, 
And so everything from, I mean, guys, the floors had to be ripped out. The stage had to be ripped out. Everything had to be uh, just completely different. And so here's, here's what I want you to know, that we're working really hard to have it um, ready by the time we move in. But the fact is, is that we won't be complete. We just know that. We're, we're just not gonna be, we're not gonna be complete. My, my prayer is that we'll be safe for you. We're working very hard to make it uh, appropriate that our uh, restrooms, our handicap accessible restrooms will be ready. Um, I'm praying no one gets electrocuted, but um, no, no one will. It's fine. We'll just shut the power off if that's the case. So, but we, we believe that we will be at least, uh, we'll at least be ready to meet, although things won't be done. And here's what I want you to know, that, uh, that we're okay with that. We're okay with it. And as a church, I hope that you guys would be okay with it too, because what we want to do is invite you into our beautiful mess. The reality is, is that our lives are a beautiful mess. The gospel is all about uh, Jesus coming into our mess and making it beautiful. And as we walk with Jesus, he begins to, 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 to slowly change and, and make us who we are. But it also gives us grace to sort of sit in and be okay with the mess that is life. And so we don't want to, in the same way, we don't want to pretend that everything's okay that, uh, that as we come into the, the church building, we know that over time it's going to get better, that, uh, that we're not gonna walk into it perfected. Um, it will be as, as safe and as ready as possible, but we just want you to know that that's a, that's a part of who we are going forward. So are you guys okay with that? You're okay if we just kind of come into our beautiful mess? Yeah, good. You don't have much of a choice, so I'm glad that you guys all clapped. That's really good. All right. Um, Here's a couple examples of things that we're doing. Uh, m- most of you have not seen the room, but it was set up long ways and we are actually transitioning to set the sanctuary sideways. And that is for two reasons. One, we want to make it more intimate, especially as we are implementing our COVID restrictions in spacing. Uh, if we kept it long ways, it would actually feel like we were much more far apart. And so it allows us to, to have a, a more close gathering while still meeting the, the standards for COVID restrictions. We wanna make sure that we are safe in that. Like I said, we're making the restrooms handicap accessible. That was not an easy thing. Uh, thank you, Pastor Chris Brossett for doing that. If, uh, if it wasn't for you and your family, we, uh, man, we, we, would, we would not be here. Um, Daryl, our Send City missionary, you and your family, if, if you guys had not been here doing stuff, um, all these guys are bivocational. They're, they're, they're pastors who are killing it by just spinning. You might find them at nine o'clock at night doing some weird electrical thing because that's, that's what they're doing. They're, they're loving on us, but they, they have full-time jobs. They're, they're already in ministry doing other things. And so it's incredible. And then Chris Rev has been killing it too. Where's Chris Rev? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people working on the building. There's a lot of people doing some very hard work. Thank you to the crew that was there yesterday cleaning and painting. It's, it's, in, it's in one of those states where People come in and they clean and they work really hard and we're like, wow, did we do anything today? Because it still feels like a bomb hit the building and yet it's so necessary and so appropriate and we really, really appreciate all that's been done. And just so you know, there's still a ton more to do. We have installed some artificial turf so that uh, the outdoor service, we put, we're gonna put some screens up that we never have to worry about the weather making it uh, muddy. So all those who like to wear those white shoes, you guys are good. We got you, it's all right. Um, here's, here's the thing though, and, and I want to make sure that we remember this, like, um, one of the problems in churches is that oftentimes we, we get so focused on our building that we, we end up thinking in some ways that our building is what saves people or that our building is really what makes the church. But the reality is, is that our building doesn't make the church. We are the church because we are gathered. We are the church because we're gathered in the name of Jesus 
for the purpose of worshiping Jesus, for the purpose of learning how to love Jesus and love people together. But we are just as much the church when we are scattered as when we are gathered. And so it's really important that while we are working hard to get in this building, this building does not make us Story City. Is that fair? We okay with that? All right, good. Um, Here's the thing though. They can be strategic assets for us. They can be strategic tools for us to help reach our block to help reach our neighborhood and to help reach our city. One of the things I'm very excited about is the uh, Salvation Army that's next door. They, I'm not excited they sold their building. They sold their building. What I'm excited about is that the Boys and Girls Club of Burbank is moving in. And so what a great opportunity for us to love on the families of the Boys and Girls Club. What a great opportunity for us to love on the families in Burbank. And so we're going to use our building to focus on uh, places like the 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 Boys and Girls Club, to, to focus on uh, the building there is surrounded by apartments and condominiums. And so we're going to learn how to love our neighbors very well. I'm excited about some of the things that we're gonna do. We're gonna do some things like simply uh, just throwing a barbecue for our neighbors. No strings attached. We don't expect you to come to our church. We just want you to know we love you and we're here to say hello. And we hope that, uh, that we can build relationship with you again, not for, not for something in return, but simply because we want you to know that we love you. And so we're excited about being able to use our building for those types of things. Over the past month and a half, I've been working really hard to try and understand how we operate, how we're structured and organized, um, how we're set up to carry out God's mission for our church, both now and the future. And, uh, and I, I wanna say, I highly recommend to those of you who are future pastors here, do not add a building project in the middle of trying to do that. It's, it's not the wisest thing. Uh, it was necessary and I'm glad that we're doing it, but, um, but it's, it's not the easiest. Here's what I've discovered over the last month and a half. You guys have an incredible staff. Absolutely. Give them a, give them a round of applause. As you may not know this, some of you know this, they have been running flat out at 110% or more. It has been unbelievable, incredible, the things that they have accomplished over the last six years. But ultimately, running that fast, that hard is unsustainable. We, we just can't keep doing it. We can't use that model. And it's great. It's what's necessary when you're a startup. It's what's necessary when you're a church plant. And while I deeply, deeply appreciate um, what we've built, uh, what has been done is incredible. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from that. It's time for us now to switch to a model that's sustainable. It's time for us to switch to a model that isn't a startup, but is a, a long-term look at how we're going to effectively reach this city. And so we've been operating like uh, if you think of us in business terms, we've been operating like a startup and it's now time for us to realize we've been around for six years. Um, just as far as business terms, I think it's really funny. Uh, one of the things I found is we don't even have a copier or a color printer. I've never seen an organization that does as much administrative work without a copier. It, it just kind of cracks me up. So there's some things that that's great when you're running flat out, that's awesome. But when you start getting to a sustainability model, now we're in a place where that's actually affecting our staff's ability to serve you well. And so we, we just need to do some simple things to change what we're doing so that we can, uh, our staff have what we need to do to not be hindered in their ability to serve you and love you well. And so in this transition, what we found is that everything we've been doing is kind of reactive in the transition. And we, we want to move to a place where we are proactive in how we do church, proactive in how we do ministry, proactive in the way that we begin to think through how we love and serve our city. 
and you guys. And so once again, I, I just want to stop and make sure that we, we give credit, that we applaud Pastor Matt, our incredible staff, our partners, not just you as members, but the churches who have funded and supported us from across the country. And so Pastor Matt, if you're watching, I'm truly thankful for you, my brother. I appreciate you very much. Can we give them one more round of applause? Okay, so what, what am I doing about all this? What are we doing together as a group about all of this? How are we gonna come out of this transition well? I wanted to know first and foremost that, uh, that my attention, my focus is currently on the staff and the elders. I know there are many of you I would love to get to know and I promise you I will. Uh, but right now, until we can uh, get to a place where we have some healthy foundational things for what we need to do moving forward, Again, not taking away from anything we've done, but in order to be sustainable for the future, we have to lay some foundational things that will allow us to be strong in those areas. And so I want you to know that, that this is a season that won't always be like this. I know I missed, uh, I missed Jonas's birthday yesterday. I'm sorry, man. Um, yeah, happy birthday. I'll be able to get to some of those things uh, later. It's, it's not that I don't love you, I do. It's just that uh, we're in a place where we got some things I have to focus on now. And so I want you to understand that. Um, and so I'm working hard to demonstrate healthy and sustainable leadership to our elders and our staff. I, I have uh, some new ways that I want them to see things. I have some new ways that I want them to, 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 to be able to work for the future. Uh, and so that just takes some time as we, as we again, move out of that startup model, that church planting model into a, a long-term church. And so we're, just, we're working on that right now. And I want you guys to know that's where my energy and my focus is, uh, but that's just for a season. Um, we are together, uh, staff and elders, walking on this journey to discover not only where God wants our church to go, but really how to make sure we do that in a healthy way. Uh, if you've been around me for any length of time, you'll hear that word health come up over and over and over. It's a, it, it's a core belief of mine. I believe that God has called us to, to healthier relationships with Jesus and people. And I think that a lot of times in churches, we, we get the relationships with Jesus and people, but we miss the healthy part. And so for me, uh, it is a part of my heart to make sure that what we do, we're able to do it where we come out healthy. My dream is that, uh, you know, there's seasons of life in a church, right? Staff will move on at some point. Uh, pastors move on at some point. We've seen that here. You will move on at some point here. And it's okay. Churches don't do a good enough job of, of explaining that God brings people in seasons and it's healthy. And what happens is when we try to keep people like they're our territory or our possession, then what happens is we have to create drama in order to feel like it's okay for us to leave. Here's the deal you aren't ours. You don't belong to us, right? You belong to Jesus. This isn't my church. This isn't the staff's church. This is a church we serve you at. And so it's fully, it's fully okay. If you go, hey, you know what? Story City isn't for me anymore. Then we love you. We think you should go to a phenomenal other church in the city. You know, uh, City Light Church is just down the road. We love them. They're a great church. In fact, if you haven't checked them out, go check them out. They're just a, a couple blocks over love churches in our city that love Jesus. And, and we're not about trying to make Story City's name great. We're about trying to make Jesus's name great. And so as we're generous with people, yeah, you can clap for that. That's how we should be. If you ever go, hey, Story City isn't the place for me, that's okay. We love you. We're not trying to force you to be here. This isn't, you know, I don't get a set of steak knives if I get like 50% growth in two years, okay? It's not, it's not how it works here. And so, uh, so if this isn't the place for you, we love you. We would love to help you find a church that does fit where God is calling you and where you do get to use your gifts. That's really important to us. We're building relationship with a lot of the local pastors, Radius Church and Joseph Barclay and, and, and so many of the others that, that I've met. We, we would love to introduce you to them. And if, again, if that's not for you, that's awesome. 
And, uh, and, and hopefully we, we know that, that for a lot of you, Story City is your home and we're so thankful for you. We're so grateful. But again, you, you don't belong to us. We wanna be generous with our people. We wanna be generous as a church. Um, and so we would just wanna do that in a healthy way. And, and I think that's a lot of what I'm talking about when I talk about health. And so some of the things that we have to do to get there is really to begin to instill um, some ap- appropriate uh, guidelines, some appropriate, um, well, bylaws and structure, frankly, is what we have to put in. Uh, unfortunately, our current bylaws uh, say that Pastor Matt is in charge of everything. It's gonna be a little bit difficult to try and get a hold of Matt on a Sunday morning when we need him when he's doing other stuff in Atlanta. And so uh, immediately our bylaws aren't appropriate for this season. They have to change. But more than that, as we move into a multi-campus model, Matt did a great job of, of, of bringing Tyler in and Tyler planting Granada Hills. We're so excited for all of the things that had to happen for, for the Granada Hills campus. Those of you who are here who faithfully said, we know that, that, that we're in a place where we need to bring in fresh leadership and, and allowing Story City to do that is, is phenomenal. And we're very, very grateful for what you have done. Uh, but to be a model that allows that to happen means that we have to be structured so that we have leadership that allows us to, to meet the needs and concerns of more than one campus. And, and as we grow into being more than that, we, we, we need to make sure that we have healthy ways of leading all of those campus. And so it's important for us because we believe that God has called us to not only church plant, but to revitalize. And, and here's what we see. We see that we don't wanna be a church that's 10,000 people big at this campus. That's not, that's not our dream or our heart. But you know what I'd love to see? I would love to see churches planted all over this city, all over Burbank, all over the valley, all over Los Angeles that love their neighbors well, that are all about leading people into healthy relationships with Jesus and people. Churches that are neighborhood churches that truly love and care for their neighborhoods in ways, that love their schools, that have built relationship with the PTOs. Churches that are, that are really working to, to, to model what it looks like to be healthy followers of Jesus. And so I would love if, if, if we decentralized, if we planted churches all over that are smaller churches, but that still have those healthy models. And so to do that, we have to have models that allow us, bylaws and structures that allow us to have those healthy relationships with Jesus and people. That's really important to us. In order to do that, one of the things that we are instituting is a deacon board called the Operations Council. Now, uh, this may come as a big shock to you, but not all pastors are phenomenally good at finances. If it doesn't come as a shock to you, you haven't met many pastors. Pastors, a lot of us, we're dreamers, right? We have, we have all these things. This is what God is taking us. This is amazing. And you definitely have to have people who go, that's wonderful. How do we support that in a way that's healthy so that we can do this sustainably, not just you know, once or twice? How do we make sure this is the case? Now, on a lot of church boards, what happens is we actually turn over uh, the boards to where we get to the place where it's all fiscally minded people, which is wonderful. And we actually lose the place where God is allowing us to dream and go, this is where God is taking us spiritually. And so we have to have this, this balance, this checks and balance system. And so one of the ways that we are doing that is we are trying to get the, the, the finance the, the HR stuff, the administrative stuff. We are trying to get to the place where, where the summary of those things come to the elder board, but all of the weeds stuff, the stuff that takes a lot of time comes off of the elders plate so they can make wise decisions based on not the weeds details, but on, on the, the summary of it. And so the operations council, their job is our business-minded people 
there are real estate people, there are finance people, and so they are going to figure out how we can make sure that the finances are supporting the vision of the church, and then we have a checks and balance system that way. In addition, I've been watching the staff and, uh, and you guys, again, have an incredible staff. They have been working so hard, but there has been so much kind of like, I don't know what, where things go. Let's just throw it on and fi- figure out who picks it up. And so that's great as you're trying to survive. But again, if we're moving from a reactionary model to a proactive model, then we have to go, here's what you're responsible for. And it's okay to stay in your lane. And part of that's so that I can, A, hold our staff accountable, but B, I can't even figure out how to resource them if the staff doesn't quite know where my responsibilities stop and where they start and where, uh, where we're actually kind of fighting each other for the same stuff and figuring out how it works. And so we are going to be shuffling some people across different seats on the bus so that we have uh, people in places where they can thrive. And so here's a couple of the notable changes that, that we have done. We have hired a full-time dedicated office manager to handle administration and finance. And so Tracy Spears will be handling all of our administrative and finance responsibilities. She is coming. She's already excited. Uh, She is already helping knock down walls. And so thank you, Tracy, for helping us. We are very, very excited to have you aboard. Kyle Wolf will be uh, focused on our pipeline discipleship process he has been part in that and part in community groups. And so we're gonna move Kyle fully to pipeline. And then he's gonna be working with Megan Wright and Alum to make sure that the pipeline is accessible for men and women. And it becomes a, a part of our discipleship tools for those who wanna go deeper. You'll be able to go through um, how to get deeper in your faith, how to learn how to lead a ministry in pipeline level two. And ultimately, if you even wanna be on a church planting team, you can go through pipeline level three. And so we're excited about their working together to get that part taken care of. Chris Fordenall, we have a lot of Chris's in this church. I don't know what's up with that. Chris Fordenall, 40, uh, he will be transitioning to lead our community groups. And so he's gonna be taking over those, uh, transitioning from Kyle, and he's gonna be leading our hospitality stuff as well. And so we're, we're excited about that. Leah Kronikin, our fearless uh, leader over there, is going to become, yep, she is gonna become, her title is gonna be producer. She is gonna be Story City's producer. And uh, her role would be to help us better tell stories um, as she leads our creative and production teams. Here's something I'm excited about. Um, We are Story City Church, and we are going to be about telling stories. That is something that we are really, really excited about. Here's some examples, something that that I don't even know how this is going to work yet, okay? So this is just Jared throwing stuff out, and the production team's going, stop it. We haven't figured it out yet. It's okay. It's coming. But I really want to do something called Jesus is the Hero of My Story. We have some incredible stories here. But even more than that, we have some incredible ways to tell stories here. We have people here who are incredible dancers. We have people here who are incredible coders. We have people here who are incredible animators. People here who do things that that I could never even dream of doing. And so what we wanna do is find ways to tell those stories. Imagine you've got Gabe who just landed the the rover on, on Mars, right? I mean, it's just a small accomplishment, whatever. I know, I know, you only drove it 16 inches the first day, but that's all right, we, we, we'll forgive you for that. But here's the thing, if we are truly telling stories in the ways that God has equipped us to tell stories, then we can do something like Gabe can write up somebody's story in code, we can put that on canvas, and now we've found an incredible way to use God's gift to tell somebody's story in a way that is really creative and amazing, right? That's, that's a different way to tell a story, but it really does allow our people who are incredible to tell God's story. 
And, and really, that's, that's what we talk about, that we are a part of what God is doing in the city of L.A., we are a part of, of whether we know it or not, God's plans for this city. And it's incredible to see how God has brought us together in order to do that. And so we want to begin to highlight and focus on those stories. And I can't tell you how, how honored I am to be able to be amongst such creative people. And so we're very excited that Leah gets to, to grow that team. She gets to, uh, to really focus on how we get to be creative and use the talents, gifts, and abilities of the people that are already here to tell the incredible stories that are already here. And so there's some really cool things coming. The next one is something I'm personally very excited about, and that is we are changing Andy Barefoot's title uh, from worship director to worship pastor. That is a big deal for us. And so at this time, what I'd like to do is invite the Barefoot family to come forward and also all of our elders and our elder candidates to come to the stage at this time. Now, while they're doing that, Josh Wright and his family couldn't be here today. And I want you to know that's because he had a previously uh, scheduled family event and I couldn't be more proud because family is first ministry. And so uh, that's the exact kind of leaders that we want in this church who are willing to say, my family is my first ministry. I must be here uh, taking care of my family instead of trying to be um, at every single function that the church does. And so I'm really proud of them. Come on up, center stage, you guys. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for being up here. I appreciate it. Guys, um, we're going to commission Andy as a pastor. And when you get called to the pastorate, it's, it's, it is a family calling. It involves family. And so thank you guys for being willing um, to take this, this title on. There's a lot that comes with that. But here's the deal. We are not calling you into something that you haven't already been doing. You guys have clearly already been in this place and it's such an honor and a privilege. One of the, the things is um, just meeting you and knowing you, it's so obvious, both of you guys, that you love Jesus and you love people. It just, it exudes from who you are as people and I couldn't be more proud to, to do ministry with you guys. But even talking to the staff, uh, Tyler instituted this thing that uh, every, um, Every staff meeting, we've been just going around and saying what we love about our staff members and just taking time to focus on, on one of them in particular. You know what I heard over and over and over about Andy is you're such a pastor. You're such a pastor. You're such a pastor. So it's not just me. It's very clear that this church feels the same way. And so I couldn't think of a better way to commission to it. So family, would you do me a favor? We up here are uh, with the elders behind us, just going to, I'm laying hands on them now. Would you just extend your hands as we pray for them and commission them into this this um, continued work with this new title. Father, thank you for this incredible family. Thank you for the ways that you have, um, Lord, worked in their life. What an incredible story they have and the journey of grace that they have walked through. I thank you that it has allowed them to love others so extraordinarily well. I thank you for the shepherd's heart that they have, the ways that they are so caring and making sure that no one's left behind the ways that they break for the, the marginalized and the hurting, the ways that they see the one and are so um, desperate to, to come and grab the one and make sure that they're cared for. And so Father, thank you that you have people like this in our church who so deeply love you and deeply love people. We pray that as they continue this calling, 
that for Keller, he will, Lord, never hate the ministry, that they would be able to lead in a way that shows them, that shows Keller how uh, godly parents pastor, that it shows him how to truly love the ministry while striking work family balance, while, while making family the first ministry. And so we pray that you would give them strength to carry through. We pray that you would bless them, that you would protect them. And I thank you, Father, again, that you saw fit to bless us with them in this place. We love you. We commission them to your work in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Elders, wait. Hang on up here. Hang on, guys. Sorry. It's scary singing them from this side. I know it is, but you got to hang with me. If I got to be up here, you guys got to do it. Well, in addition to the staffing changes, we've also clearly grown to the point where we need other leadership as well. And to that end, we've asked three men to be elders candidates. Now, um, I must have misunderstood this, but um, your guys' wives are supposed to be up here too. So why don't we do this? <laughs> I know, guys. It's okay. Can we call your wives up? I, if they come together, it won't be as awkward. So we'll just, just, just come on up. Again, while you guys hold the title of elder, it would be silly to think that we don't do ministry together. And so um, we would be remiss if we didn't have your wives stand here next to us. We've asked these three men to step into, and their families to step into what we call elder candidacy. For us, elder candidacy is a six-month process for us to vet them and for them to vet us. It's one thing to be asked to be uh, an elder. It's another thing to know what that truly means and what you're committing to. And so what we've asked them to do is say, would you come and serve with us for six months? We wanna hear your heart. We wanna see how you love your families. We wanna see how you operate. And we want you to see the behind the scenes stuff. And at the end of the six months, if we mutually agree to serve together, then you guys will vote as a congregation to affirm them to the eldership. And so I'd like to introduce you to Daryl and Tracy Spears. Nate and Catrice Sutton. You got the princess wave down. You've got, you've got a daughter. That's a man with a daughter right there. I love it. His, his daughter is preparing a baptism over there with her Barbie dolls. That's elder material right there. I'm just saying. That is amazing. And then Brad and Hannah Garrity. We're so excited you guys are here too. So. For my Green Bay Packers fans, I just want you to know there's another Chicago Bears fan coming onto the elder board. So I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get fired already my first month. That's okay. So what I'd like you guys one more time is if you would just, um, would you commit with me to standing with our leadership and praying for them? These are men and women whose hearts bleed for this church, bleed for this city, but more importantly, bleed for Jesus. And so would you, just, um, would you just once again, as we pray, extend your hands to them as we pray over them and bless them as they get called into the next season of ministry. Father, thank you for the men and their wives that are standing here and their commitment to you, to love Story City well, to be elders who aren't just here as some sort of approval board or elders who aren't just standing here to, to say yes to what Pastor Jared wants to do, but but Lord, men and women who truly love this place and want to see your kingdom not only established, but grown. People who wanna see our, our church cared for, but our city cared for well. 
who want to see us reach the poor, the broken, the marginalized in ways that we know you have called us to, who want to show and model what it looks like to love our community. And so, Father, we just pray that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them strength, you would give them, Lord, protection as the enemy attacks and tries to harm families and marriages. We pray that you would give them the strength, the wisdom to lead this family well. And so we thank you for them, their sacrifice and their service. We look forward to what you're going to do in and through them in the name of Jesus. We commission them into this eldership. Amen. Thank you guys. I appreciate you very much. Together we are also working hard to develop a budget that reflects our values and allows us to begin to engage our community in a healthy and sustainable way. And we currently give to missions through the cooperative program, Annie Armstrong giving and Lottie Moon offerings. Uh, Annie Armstrong is Easter offering that goes to missions. Lottie Moon is a Christmas offering that goes to missions. And so additionally, in addition to those things, we will also be working to build long-term relationships with missionaries overseas. And someday we'll get to the place where we will take short-term mission trips in order to, uh, to continue to build those long-term, long-term missions and relationships with those missionaries. I'm very excited about what we will be doing there. We'll be establishing a local missions fund in order to help meet our community's spiritual needs, our community's economic needs, our community's social needs, and our community's emotional needs. We believe that is what uh, makes up a healthy community. A community that is healthy is healthy spiritually, economically, socially, and emotionally. If you wanna know more about what I mean by those, I'd love to talk to you about that. But that is what we are doing. We're working hard to find ways to serve the community in those areas. I want you to know that we've also kicked off our pastoral residency. I'm super excited. We have, um, right now we've got five guys in our cohort and one or two more who will join. It is a one-year program that uh, allows men who are wrestling with a call to plant or who are planting a church um, or in the process or they're going, God, is this really what you have for me? And so um, it's not seminary. It's all of those things outside of seminary that they never teach you all of the really hard decisions, all the stuff that comes up that no one ever talks about uh, that, uh, that myself and other pastors have learned over a bunch of years of pastoring. And so it's a way to really help them understand this is what it really looks like to apply this uh, physically. This is, this is what it's all about. And so those guys are in that one-year cohort and I'm very excited. We meet twice a month with them and we just started that. Um, lastly, I want you to know that we... Um, the elders and I and the elder candidates that I'm leading us through the Undivided series. The Undivided series is a conversation on race and the church. And um, especially in light of this week and the things that have happened um, in Atlanta, um, the things that have been happening throughout this country, I think it's one of those conversations that, that continues to need to happen, um, especially in the church. What is the church's response? Who are we as a church and how are we supposed to be Christians in the middle of this and so I think it's very important conversations to have. And so I want you to know that I am leading our elders and elder candidates in that conversation first. We will roll that out to the church, but I think it's important that we as elders have had those conversations and walk through that together first so that we can bring that to you. It's a six-week series. Um, the SEND Network 
Uh, Dahati Lewis has helped put that on, J.D. Greer, some others. It's really incredible. I'm very thankful for it. Some excellent conversations. And so I'm excited if you want to know more about that. Uh, but we do want you to know that we believe Scripture is our highest value here. And we think Scripture speaks to these issues very clearly, very concisely. And so we want to be a people who, who honor Scripture, who honor Jesus, and who act the way that Jesus acts. And so it's important to have those conversations. I think that drives us, Scripture drives us to have those conversations. And so we're excited about that. All right, I know this has been drink, like drinking from a fire hose. And so thank you guys for hanging in there as we've updated you. You've probably already forgot all the stuff that's going on with the building, but there is still a lot. If you have any questions, go see all the elder candidates. We'd love to baptize them by fire. They can answer everything that you need to know. We need to break them in. So no, feel free to talk to them or any of our elders, myself, any of the staff members. We would love to answer any questions that you have. Um, guys, I just have some quick announcements for you and then we get to call it a day. All right, here we go. Uh, don't forget, there is a uh, business meeting for those of you who are partners, who signed the par partner covenant with the church. We will have an official business meeting after this, after some time. So here's our announcements. Uh, Loom Ministry, our women's discipleship ministry, has some new book studies being started. We are excited. Uh, they fill up fast, and so we want you to go, and you can either register through the Church Center app. If you don't have that in your phone, you can download it. Um, I definitely recommend that. It allows you to do a lot of things. If you don't know, if you're not receiving emails from us, if you haven't seen updates from us, it's probably because your contact information isn't updated. Instead of waiting for us to update your information, if you download Church Center app, you pick Story City, you can actually update your own information. You can sign up for events, you can do stuff, and so it's really important. Things like Illum, uh, which is our women's discipleship. Discipleship is a part of what Jesus called us to, into uh, and to participate in and lead others into, and so we're excited. That's one of the reasons that we do that. We're excited that Illum is filling that role. And so make sure that you register. You can also register at storycitychurch.com. Atlas Youth is having a scavenger hunt on April 3rd. This is gonna be epic. This is gonna be really cool. Check this out. It's not just for the youth. It's for the entire family. And so this is gonna be a family-wide um, scavenger hunt where the whole family is going together to run around, grab your kids and go do this, uh, this scavenger hunt. That means it doesn't matter if your kids are are not old enough to do a scavenger hunt, bring them anyway. We know that you're the ones that want to participate. It's going to be super cool. There's going to be some epic prizes. I know that I've already seen the list of some of the places you have to go. The team has been working really hard to make this a blast. And so once again, you can go to register on the Church Center app or at storycitychurch.com. Whew, we did it. Did I get it all? Step. Leah, did I, did I hit everything? We, we there? Okay, I'm getting double thumbs up. All right. Thank you guys for hanging in there. We love you guys. Go have a, it's a beautiful Sunday. Go and be the church. We love you guys.